millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. in the world, 8 billion people on the planet, only the one podcast where you're going to have three guys who are going to answer the one question that everybody wants to answer is, how are you going to hate from the finals? You can't even get in. How can you hate from outside the finals when you can't even get in? And let's go. We are back. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. I have had COVID. I'm here. I'm giving you as much energy as I can. I'm trying my hardest. Mm. Jason has some gunshots. <laughs> and Darren's has been Darren. So, I mean, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck in Canada. the game of basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> You don't know how much we love the game of basketball to still be after everything to be able to bring you this quality content day in and day yeah. out. Still yeah. trying to figure out how we're going to plan this out. It's a Saturday. It's November 26th. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope you guys had a great time with your mm-hmm. family and your loved ones. I wasn't able to. I was in isolation. So all I had the chance to do was got some food dropped off, ate a couple pieces of turkey and some macaroni and cheese and called it a day. So thankful for nice. all you guys out there. Thank you for these great guys here on the podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm here. We're all here. Let's get this show on the road. How you guys feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling Solid. great. How about you? Oh, I'm feeling I'm great. I'm out of breath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing good so far because the last time we tried this with Jason last week, our, uh, it, it, it basically just went uh, gunshots and then it just ended. But it ended up being fireworks, <laughs> so we're good. So this has lasted longer than what I expected right now. So we're good. We're good. So we're where good. do we even want to start off because we want to catch up? I think Jason... I think Jason has uh, some things that he would like to yeah. uh, talk before before I start talking about how my Boston Celtics are the number one team in the NBA. But oh, before that, really Jason, uh-huh. yeah, oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> but go ahead, Jason, talk about your Philadelphia 76ers and see how and how they're doing. <laughs> you know, as a Philadelphia 76er fake fan, I would like to say that. Um, we're fighting our best right now. We're doing our best. Our best is not enough. You know, we're still going to suck. Uh, I just have yeah, to accept the facts at this point in time. We just On the world learned how to lose <laughs> very consistently. Um, you know, the only thing that could save us now is Allen Iverson and Dr. J. So, and they're not coming back. You're going to have to sign them to a 10-day contract if you have any hope of making the NBA playoffs. I can tell you that right that's, now. That's a fact. So- that's the same thing with uh, Chris's Lakers. You might as well go call Jerry West from Memphis and get him to sign a 10-day contract to come back <laughs> because Patrick Beverly's going to be body-checking people left and right until they make the playoffs. But he deserved it. I don't care. I don't care. Pat. Oh, I agree. Pat was right. I agree. 
Oh, I agree. I they were agree playing 100%. dirty that entire game. They thought they were going to be. They they had they they were like playing dirty. Devin Booker had mm-hmm. elbowed a guy, stood over Austin Reeves, and then DeAndre Aiden comes over. He's like, "What are you doing? Like this is like my teammate. Like th- that's his job. Like you want him to be that True. type of kind of enforcer, kind of pit bull kind of kind of player on the court. So like he yeah. did exactly what he was supposed to. Yes, he got suspended. There's I mean there's a problem with that. I mean I don't have no problem with the officiating at that point, but. He did what he was supposed to do on that time, so I have no, no bad, no ill will for Pat Bev. Just, just let Good it job, go. Pat. Just let it. Just let it go. You know what? Just let it go. You just opened the floodgates. He's had COVID, <laughs> and he's just, you know what? He's just letting it go right now. As a passionate yeah. Laker fan, yeah. Like, okay, but the problem was is that when LeBron got up, he re-injured himself, and he had to sit the next game, so he couldn't play the next game. He got up, re-injured himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. He didn't re-injure himself. But... <laughs> Aunt Davis so injured himself way... last night. Did he really? Yeah. I, I knew he fell, but I, I was just like I thought he would just get back up and just play again, but I didn't think he was that bad. He he did play. He he had a he has a calf bruise, so he's sitting out. I think it's just kind of precautionary. Thomas Bryant uh, is taking the starting lineup tonight. Hey, at least he's back. Yeah. Call Dennis Rodman, see if he wants to do ten day for the Lakers again, come back. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, all right, Jason, let let it go. It's time for you. I know, I know, you got some things that you got inside your chest right now that you want to let go. Just let it go, bud. I got some things inside my chest okay. too. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, uh, the first thing for us to talk about is the uh, top ten power rankings. So I'm gonna list off the top oh. ten power rankings and see how you guys react to it. This is just <clears throat> my power rankings a month and a weekend, I guess. Now, um, number one is the Milwaukee Bucks. Mavericks, wow. Okay, Milwaukee Bucks number one, Boston Celtics number two, Golden State Warriors number three, Memphis Grizzlies number four, Atlanta Hawks number five, Cleveland Cavaliers number six, Denver Nuggets number seven, Clippers number eight, New York Nets number nine, and we got the Portland Trailblazers number ten. What do you guys think about that list? Well, Chris, do you want to go first? Because you know what? I did a little research here when I was uh, before I started this podcast. So uh, if you want to go first, then I will because uh, I, I, I have a few things I'd like to say about this list. But I would just like to say first, the Clippers need Kawhi Leonard to start playing. If not, yeah. they, are, they are done. Like they need to do something. They need to say, hey, listen, if you are not going to be like they need to do something with him because he needs to uh, – needs to play mm-hmm. i agree so I, just a couple uh, dirt cheat things go ahead i'm sorry darren no you go ahead chris i'm just saying i, I was just gonna say that no go ahead i i you go ahead buddy you, you so, got the energy you go yeah <laughs> well i still got some right um so one thing i wanted to talk about is the clippers i think that's a good thing that you brought up um we look at Kawhi and AD very differently and I don't quite understand why Um, because they both spend a lot of time on the couch or on the bench in street clothes not playing basketball but yet we really dig our nails and our teeth into Anthony Davis and really call him all kinds of names street clothes and he doesn't play basketball and he's not the player we thought he was and we're quick to just just spit on his character but we don't say too much about Kawhi because he's, he's never They're there. Because he's never there to talk there. about. <laughs> he's never there. Like Kawhi Leonard, like I thought he was going to play. Think how, about how angry you'd be as a fan when you go buy a ticket and you're trying to go watch Kawhi and you get there and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing tonight because of ankle soreness or 
or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's been like yeah. either his knee or his ankle. Now Paul George is out. He's been out too with uh, with uh, I think it might have been a, an ankle injury too. So they got mm-hmm. two of their best players down, but they're still doing pretty good. But man, they if they want to want any run at the playoffs, they need them. They definitely need them. Yeah. If not, they're 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 sort of like the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers are not even in the top ten. Jason even put them in the top ten. I've never heard the Lakers. Like you see Boston, which I think should be the first, of course. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Of course, yes. They're on a Why hot streak. Well, I think they're on a they're they're like we are, I I believe we we're talking about this before. They have a great starting five. They have six players that are in double digits right now. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum is averaging thirty point five points, thirty points a game and eight rebounds right now for Boston. Great. And Jalen Brown is is uh, right behind him. I think he's averaging around twenty, ish, around there. I didn't get hit, but they have six players that have it in in, uh, in double digits, and that's great. And they have an amazing bench. And they're doing this with a coach, that uh, like just a brand new coach, because the other one yeah, decided they wanted to go mess around with uh, <laughs> do whatever he did with. I don't. Know, it's so crazy, dude. Like even just talking about it, like that's a professional basketball coach. Like he mm-hmm. had yeah. they. I don't know. It, it, I just think the way Boston's playing right now is amazing. So I, I can go on see all. that point. Yeah. So, but uh, I also think Utah, Utah's uh, should be in the top ten because I know they're on a little streak right now. I also, I also think, as I talked with Jason uh, last episode, that they're gonna have a better record than Atlanta. I would have to see that. And if you look at them now, Atlanta sucks. <laughs> like, like Atlanta, Atlanta's not doing too well. Like they are. They I mean, are, it is really the last know. game, but I mean, I feel like they have a lot of talent and potential. I feel like once they get it to get get it together and like make it a cohesive unit, they'll be an unstoppable force. You know, as far as like that one of those young teams in the East. But I feel like right now it's just kind of just all over the place a little bit. So once they can, get, and I know that Nate McMillan, I trust him as a coach to really put it together. And I feel like once they once they actually put it together, then it it won't be any problem anymore. You won't be able to say the Atlanta Hawks suck. Um, but I mean, hey, they did just lose. But they're I don't great. think Utah's gonna make the playoffs. Oh I can see Utah making God. the playoffs. I can see them slipping in in, in, in like a late seed. I could so, see them pushing nine or eight, but they're four or six of their last ten. So Atlanta's eleven and eight right now, which is decent, but man, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I I I um, you know about the Boston Celtics, I I agree with a lot of points that Darren made about the Boston Celtics because I really think that defensively they're freakish. Um, defensively they're putting things together right now. They're really deep as a basketball team. Um, I think the Bucks are one because they look like one of the top five, top three best teams right now without Chris Middleton. So, mm-hmm. you know, you put you put Chris Middleton into that team, we're talking about you know, a team that's going to be great. And I can't wait to see the Boston Celtics play the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs this year. Hopefully we get to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals because I feel like they're definitely oh, yeah. breaking away from the East. There is a top two in the East, and it's yeah. going to take – I don't really think anybody's moving them unless one of their big players get hurt. Um, out west, I really Golden State Warriors leave a lot to be wanting. We know what they can be, but they're really you know going through a tough time right now. I'm a huge believer in Atlanta. I really like them as a team. I really think they play great basketball together, and Dejounte and Trey fit well together. And I think they'll either be a four seed. 
and I really like Cleveland for similar reasons. I think uh, Wanna go, Gen- baby. Yeah. Denver is a really good team. Jokic is obviously great. Um, he passes the ball so well. Nashawn Bones Highland averaging oh fifteen God. points a game. Yes. We we ha- we, ha- we had him really Please. high when people were picking him in the second round. We had him as like the fifteenth ranked prospect. Uh, yeah, got that yeah. one right. I saw um, that one too. I was like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Jamal and Jamal Murray is uh, once he starts getting back into game shape too, they're gonna yeah. be a problem in the. I think they're gonna be a yeah. problem in the playoffs because he's mm-hmm. not in game shape yet. He's still getting back yeah. into it. You can see him when he yeah. plays. His shots still, it's still coming. Like everything's still coming. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these teams are still trying to figure out things, but you know. The Bucks in Boston are NBA champion level teams right now. What about Phoenix? What do you think about Phoenix? I don't think they're gonna have it this year. No. I think I think they lost one wing and Jay Crowder, which made him a little bit worse. And Chris Paul looks like he's aged a little bit as well. So I just Chris, don't think they're gonna ha- Chris Paul is aged <laughs> all right. He was done all, he was done in Houston, dude. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. I, I'm glad that he did what he did in Phoenix, but he had his chance in Houston. That Houston team mm-hmm. with James Harden and and uh, and Hoodie Mello and all that kind of stuff was going on there. Mm-hmm. They were great. I thought he had his chance there, but yeah. I think uh, I think they got to move on from Chris Paul. I think maybe quite soon. Yeah, he's still a great point and guard I at think, his age. Yeah, the Lakers picked him up. Man, you gotta let it go, Chris. The not, Lakers are not gonna be they're not the top the twenty team in the league right now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have a lot of hate, I, I uh, know, Lakers like, fans. The Lakers, every all the basketball players go to like die at the Lakers now, so it's like they're like the retirement home. So they'll pick up Chris Paul. I, I hate yeah. to break it to you, Chris. The only reason why people are watching the Lakers is to watch LeBron try and break that record. That's the only reason why the he Lakers He had to play for even... five games, and they've been winning. Yeah. Well, AD's playing phenomenal. We can't we can't deny it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you cannot no, say that no, AD no. has not been playing better. There were, no, who, he's else had, playing... who else did they have to score? Yeah, yeah. He's been but playing they, better. This is what we want. He missed one game. He missed one Pat... game until tonight. And he's been he's averaging like twenty six point five points. Hey, Patrick Beverly averages three points a game. Austin and one Reeves and one body check every... and one body check a game. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, the starting lineup averages like twelve points a game. Like, what do you think Anthony do with Davis? That, he everybody's had last night too to with him. LeBron. LeBron had twenty one. He had twenty six. The guy's got a G League roster around him. Of course, yeah. he's gonna have twenty six. Yeah. He got injured. He, stats. he couldn't I even do anything. He couldn't push. He was so uh, he's so fragile. You couldn't push DeAndre Agent or what is his name? A. What's the guy's name? He pushed DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, he couldn't push him. So Patrick Beverly had to come from behind because if Aiden <laughs> did it, he would get he would injure himself. That's how much of a band-aid. They, I love you. I love the guy's play, but he's still un- great. Yeah, until he plays, until he plays over 50, 50 games. Mm. I don't know. He's got to he's got to get over that mark. Yeah, to, get, to show me. Mm. Yeah, Russ and AD have been playing great. Yeah. Oh, Russell Westbrook. There's, I we're not even like he's playing great. He's it definitely uh, coming off the bench is a smart move for him because it feels like when here. you when you watch him when you watch him it feels like he doesn't have all that pressure. He just comes mm-hmm. on and just he just he just does his thing. They they basically said you know what here you're the second unit. Boom, when you come on, do your thing. Be Russ. Yeah. Be Russ. And that helps out. He's playing great. Yeah, awesome. He's, like, making everybody better. He's playing really great basketball right now. Yeah. But, but they're still not making the playoffs. 
they're not making no. the playoffs. There's Darren, no I'm way sorry. they're making the playoffs. Darren. <laughs> you know Can what? I ask you a question about the Celtics? <laughs> Hey, we're we're on top of the world right now. You can ask me. I feel like yeah, go ahead. I feel like i you know what? They can't see me, but I feel like I'm on top of the Titanic right now. Float like just flying right now. That's the what Titanic the way I feel. <laughs> the Titanic sunk. And that's what usually what happens to us during around playoff time. We sink. If you didn't see the finals last year, we sunk like like the Titanic, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, or just hit me with it. Just look, hit me with it. I, I, it Before off I do like that, numbers. you said the finals last year. The reason why you guys lost the finals last year was because you refused to play a physical style of basketball. You let Golden State turn no. up the tempo and play their style of basketball. That's why you lost. That's the reason why, why you we lost. Because you got all those bodies. You should have been playing more physical. The reason why we lost is because our coach was messing around with personnel and not focusing on the finals. <laughs> that didn't happen until this year. <laughs> I heard I heard it start I heard the start of the relationship started going into like into the finalish, like the final last like couple games of the final. They started messing really? around in the locker rooms. Oh yeah. I, that's what I've heard. So it started happening like it towards the end of the season. Um, I, I I watched hey, we get TMZ in Canada, buddy. I watch it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know how this guy. I, I'm just gonna say off topic here. I don't know how he could cheat on Neil uh, Neil Long. Like I love uh, that woman is like a god here in Canada. I don't know how he could break it. Like how he could do that to her. Like people love yeah. her here. She's amazing. When she was, she is. Just, yeah. I think that coach is a complete idiot. He should be just banned for doing that. Just on cheating on her from the NBA. Banned. Banned for having a. Banned for uh. <laughs> Being a man. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're just banning from being a man. Uh oh, we lost somebody. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, so my Another, question it is, don't reset worry about it. it. Okay, yeah, don't good. worry about it. Um, so my question for you is, me personally, I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but this is my hot take for the evening. I think that Jalen Brown is the better player. I'm sorry. This is my thoughts. Then Jason Tatum. We can argue Are... it. Hold I don't on, you got points. Hold on. Wait. Hold on, hold on. You know what? I don't. I don't say. You know what? Let's just stop. You know what? I understand you have COVID. It's affecting your thoughts right now. <laughs> but that is that is that's blasphemy. That is blasphemy. That is blasphemy. I like Jalen Brown right? better. I like Jalen Brown Explain better. Explain how that's even possible. Explain you, how this. You even got Jason. I understand Jason, where you're, you're coming from, and you're going like points, 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 points. I get it. I get that he averages more points, but I currently believe, just based off of what I have seen. You know, I think that Jason Tatum takes his thumb shots. He he he, he makes he shoots people out of games sometimes. I've seen it happen a couple times. It's true. Jason. I like Jalen Brown Look better. What you're doing Jason. I like I, I like I like Jalen Brown. I think that you know this like this unpopular opinion. I will die on this hill. I think that Jalen Brown is better. And the chips are on the line. I want Jalen. I'm gonna give a Max Kellerman type take. When the chips are on the line, give me Eagle Dollar. I'm kidding. Give me Jalen Brown. <laughs> Jason, I don't even. You can just go ahead with this one. You can just. You can just look what you did to Jason. Like his eyeballs look like he's just going through another drive-by behind him. All right. Wait. When the chips are on the line, I want Dollar taking that shot. I want Eagle Dollar taking that shot. All right. All right. Let me explain this. Backs to you, Chris. against the wall. Chips on the line. I want Jalen Brown taking that shot. This is what I feel Let like doing to Chris, to Chris right now. Chris. I just feel like doing like this. It's I just feel like jokes. talking to Chris like this the whole, <laughs> the whole time. Just, so, just like... <laughs> hey man, that's great. Because that's a great. Right. Hey, that's hey, that's great. Hey, 
that's a wonderful uh, opinion of yours because we're going to be talking about right now, right now because <laughs> I, I personally, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm dumbfounded. I can't. I say believe you like Jason Tatum. I get it, but like. Okay, so Jason ahead, Tatum and Jalen Brown are similar players. Neither yes. one of them are great passers. Okay, so Jalen Brown's not better at that. Jason Tatum's a world-class small forward defender, probably top three small forward defender in the league, and he's a better defender than Jason Jalen Brown because of length. Okay, yeah, taller, six foot eight. He's a better rebounder. Okay, Mm. he's better at that, and he's a better scorer. And you might think, oh, he shoots people out of games. No, he's just a great tough shot maker. He's a better tough shot maker than Jalen Brown. Three seconds left on the clock. You're not passing it to Jay. Jalen uh, Brown. You're I passing it to Jason Tatum. <laughs> nah, no. You're giving Jason Tatum in the wing, and you're letting him work on the wing. It's not even close to being a discussion. He's a better attacker at the basket. He's better at shooting threes. He's a better tough shot creator from everywhere. Jalen Brown is a very, very, very good player, but Jason Tatum's a superstar. Completely different league. You just, you know, when you see like the uh, the mic volume on here, you got Jason really going like his heartbeat. You can see that. You can see that mic thing going up into the yellow and red. He's got the mic right to his mouth, and he's definitely just dropping. So I can hear everything, uh, every part. Go All right, so here. I will, I will agree with Chris that Jalen Brown is having a great season, but I do yes. not agree with the the Tatum thing because he is averaging twenty five. He's averaging twenty five six and three assists a game. And Tatum's averaging thirty and eight uh, rebounds. I think it's thirty and eight. Yeah, thirty and eight like rebounds a game. Yeah. Yes. So they're 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 like only like he's four points off, but it's I believe that Jason Tatum's more of a more of a um, the fourth fourth quarter type guy. Jalen Brown doesn't yes. seem to me like the the guy that's going to carry the team mm. uh, down the stretch. He just seems like he's yeah. that. He, you remember like Jordan and Pippen, the one two. Yeah. Tatum's the one. Rounds the two. That's what it sort of seems like to me. Yeah. And playoff moments. Like, Jason Tatum had a moment in the playoffs a few years ago when the Brooklyn Nets beat them in the first round, and he's dueling with Kevin Durant, dropping 50, going shot for shot with Kevin Durant. Like, Jalen Brown could never do that. Like, Jason Tatum is just – he's in a different league. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a year ago, as you guys were like, "Why do you guys have? Why does why does Jason have Jason Tatum in the top seventy five players of all time?" It's aging well. I would just like to say that. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know this is all jokes. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, "Look at the mad Honda take." So I was like, "Chips okay. on the lawn. I want Eagle Dollar." <laughs> What? You have a curry we know, play, but you won't even we, take that shot? We all understand the COVID's hitting you. It's hitting you hard a bit on this <laughs> okay. right now. So we'll just yeah. let it go. People, people. Oh, I would just like to say that we have our first, I talked to Jason before this, we have our first uh, five-star rating on uh, Really? On, yeah, on Spotify. That's so cool. We're going, yeah. we're, going, we're, we're going up. Yes, we're sir. Going we're, up. we're doing it. <clears throat> Mama made it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, uh, we can shift gears here to. Uh, I want to see what you guys think about a certain player. All right, a certain player SGA. that I want. Yes, Shea Gilgis Alexander has a higher points per game than Jason Tatum. He's doing it on the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's averaging thirty-one points per game. He's averaging six point three assists, five rebounds, and he's shooting 
let's see, 35% from the three-point line. And let's see this field goal percentage. You better keep 51 percent from the field goal percentage. He better keep playing. How like good this, do you guys? He, he, oh, sorry, Jason. I'm just saying that he better keep playing like this because he's the only hope that Canada has to win an Olympic gold medal since 1946. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. He's playing amazing. <laughs> he's been playing amazing in the uh, in the off season, and then he's been carrying mm-hmm. over because I've been watching a lot of him play with the national team, and then he plays with the mm-hmm. OKC. And OKC is going to be, yeah. uh, I think, in the next like five years. I think they're going to be mm-hmm. a contender because they do have like it's they're playing team basketball. They don't have that like uh, true the super team stuff that they got. They got Giddy. I like him. He's a good he's passer. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be good. So I think I right yeah, now he's definitely he, he's definitely in the top ten for MVP the way he's playing and probably top five with the way he's playing right now. Top five, I believe. As long as he's healthy, man, I think they'll make playoffs, but I don't know as far as they're going to go with winning a championship this year. So Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Is it fluff stats, or is it really – he's really that good? He's really that good. He's really that good. I'm just going to say this real quick before I get into it. Can we say that um, the Clippers officially lost the trade? Can we say that? Can that be official? Gazillion first-round picks and Shea Gillis-Alexander for Paul George? Yeah, I think you can say that now. Because yeah. <laughs> if they would go to the Clippers, they would be able to have, I think they would be better, you know? I'm just, just putting it out right there. Right now, yeah. In conference, I think yeah. they'd be better. <coughs> um, I, I, I just think the Clippers should just, just like the Titanic we were talking about before, just get ready to start, just start over somehow. I don't know. Sorry, Chris. You got me thinking about I'm going to watch it. You know what? I'm actually going to watch the Titanic tonight just because I just haven't seen it. I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> Yep. Chris, would you please save your energy? You have COVID. We don't have that much longer. We're, in, we only, we're 24 minutes in, all right? We need you for at least another 30. So just keep your energy down, all right? Yep. I'm you told that song is fire, but I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Okay. All right. You got anything okay. else um, more about SGA? Let's hear it. Yeah. I, I was looking at his stats, and I don't think that they're fluff. I don't think they are at all. I think that he's, okay. he's actually becoming the basketball player that, you know, that all those teams – that, you know, the team like Clippers thought prior before they decided mm-hmm. to go off on him, and they was like, okay, maybe he's not the player we think he is. I think he's really starting to come into his own and really mm-hmm. starting to show. I feel that if you put him on any team, I believe that he will still be able to produce that level, produce at that level. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is the perfect um, situation for him because there's, like Darren said, there's no – definitive star you know what i mean he can really break out and really show and improve and like hey listen i'm here this is my team you know what i mean we have these pieces we can put it together we we're greatly coached you know what i mean we're putting it together and you know give us a couple years we're going to be that team to look out for and i think this is the perfect situation for him i think that is not fluff Mm -hmm. i think that he is actually that good of a basketball player and it's just about time that he showed us he was showing flashes yes early on when his in his first couple years with okc Mm -hmm. and now he's actually like i'm here now you gotta recognize me and wait till it's Chad Holmgren comes back. And wait till he comes back like next season. Chad Holmgren, the guy that got the rookie that, the rookie that exactly. got injured from trying to block LeBron James when he twisted his ankle in the summer league. Which That's was yeah. stupid. Yeah, it needs, I, he's got a year, man, so he can go on a cycle of steroids. He'd be fine the next season, so he'd be good. So yeah, <laughs> but Not they get. Oh, he mm-hmm. needs something. He needs something. Think about him guarding Joel Embiid. Looks at him. It's gonna think of him like as like a like a little snack. That's what he's gonna think, <laughs> think about Joel Embiid guarding him in the earth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what he needs to do. He needs to eat or yeah. do something. I don't know. But when yeah. he comes back, 
I think their offense will be better because he's a stretch mm-hmm. three, four, yeah. possibly mm-hmm. five if he puts on weight. And you don't yeah. see that much like that. So no. just think <clears> if, <throat> if if Chad Holgram comes back and the OKC get the number one pick in the draft. That'd be crazy. I'm yeah. just saying. Like a war- probably going to New Orleans. Probably the Lakers. They're just going to give it to but him no, because they, they're like, they're, they're, we want you to rebuild. The Lakers can't get it. They have Their number one pick went to, um, to New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. yeah, but their record's going to be so bad that the New Orleans are going to be like, we just feel bad for you here. Just take it back. <laughs> We're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. So, but yeah, I think I, he, uh, I th- he, oh, sorry, Jason. I, uh, just before you, I think mm-hmm. from, because from a Canada aspect, when you were saying you want to talk about him, Mm. The Canadian team this year, when he played on the off season, you can see how he started going like this. Mm-hmm. Anyone who drops thirty points in the NBA averaging is not <sighs> fluff. There's no fluff there. It's that's talent. Yeah. It's just on uh, whether or not he can take that talent and, and help that team out. So, yeah, which I, uh, I think he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think that uh, this this guy has grown immensely basketball IQ wise, and I really feel like it's not fluff either. Um, this guy is a great player. He's fringing on superstar level guy. Um, he really, the intelligence wise, is he's picking his shots more. He's picking his moments more. Um, you know, he's chicking and choosing. He's not always being forceful and taking bad shots like it was a few years ago, where he had moments where, you know, he would be the main guy with the ball and he would make bad decisions. But now those things are fixed, and especially once another side of the basketball is defensively is a lot better. He's always been 6'6", he's always been lanky, but he's never been really, really committed to being a good defender, but he is one now. And I just feel like intelligence-wise and the way he views basketball is just, he's doing a great job. And his stats would be more insane if they didn't have Josh Giddy because he's usually the one that's really passing a lot and they want Josh Giddy in passing action. So, I mean, Shea Gilgis could have like 31-9 and nine right now without Josh Giddy on the team, so... Yeah, I definitely really like Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's proving a lot. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, <clears throat> go ahead, Darren. No, he's like I said. He's. I was just agreeing with Jason. I think he's going to be yeah. great going down the road in the next five years. Here, definitely uh, MVP if he keeps playing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So All right. From one young player to the next. Uh, let's let's talk Bull Bull. I feel like Bull Bull doesn't get enough shine. I feel like he's a great. Pl- I feel like. I'm a little bit upset that that the Nuggets, you know, I'm the resident Nugget fan on the podcast, that the Nuggets mm-hmm. decided like to move on from him. Because, I mean, like, yeah, they wasn't giving him playing time, but uh, can we look at his stats right now? He's doing great. He's doing great with the Magic. I think that's a great situation for him, but I feel like we're kind of eating a little bit of sour grapes over there in, in, in Nuggets territory in Denver right now, um, just based off of Bull Bull. And um, what I really wanted to talk about was, like, if we have Bull Bull in the league, right, what is the biggest difference you know in your opinion between victor Wimbanyama and bull bull i feel like they're not much di- they're not too <laughs> you got jason doing it again his eyes are going through the these they're going up through his he did the face again yeah it reminds he did me the face of again. i yeah. feel like they're both just like they're both really tall guards jason you jason know what I mean? like I'll, handle I'll... the ball pretty well i just feel like <laughs> he has like maybe he has a little bit more in his bag but I feel like there's not much difference. I mean, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. I'm All right. Asking. Okay. No, Jason, you go ahead. Looks like you got a lot to say there with the way your eye contact is right now. It looks like you're, looks like you're about ready to just. Okay. 
Let it go, I buddy. Think, I think Bull Bull needs some respect. I think he needs some some respect. I feel like he's playing great. I feel like he needs some respect. Hit him with Bull the hundred bars, Jason. Hit him with the hundred bars. Bull Bull is what Brandon Ingram is to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, is, uh, Victor Wanabania is to Bull Bull what Kevin Durant is to Vic to Brandon Ingram. There is a gigantic gap. There is. Victor Wanabanya, you know, Bobo's good, and I'm glad you appreciate him, right? He, but Bobo can't dribble past a guard. He can't. He, he yeah, just can't do it. A guard gets yeah. in his handle, and he can't do it. I've mm-hmm. seen Victor Wanabanya dribble he's the ball like enough. he's Devin Booker, yeah. not getting cookied and dribbling the ball from the three-point line and finishing at the lane with a layup, and he's two inches taller than Bobo. He moves smoother than Bobo. He's already more built than Bulbul. He's got a bunch of post moves. He's got a bunch of mid-range fadeaways. He's got tough three-point shot creation for himself. Bulbul can hit standstill shots. Victor Wanabanya shot creates for himself. Victor Wanabanya is a generational prospect, Chris. It's not even close. This is, this is, I, it's, 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 Victor Wanabanya is Kevin Durant, but seven foot four. Like, Victor Wanabanya is ridiculous. I've never seen anything like him. He makes Chet Holmgren, Bull Bull, Evan Mobley, all these guys that can handle the ball that are lanky and tall look like school projects. Like, they look, like, so simple compared to, like, advanced physics. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, let me see. Another good comparison would be... Chris, you just opened the floodgates, buddy. You just opened the floodgates. (laughs) It would be like comparing Michael Jordan to DeMar DeRozan. They're similar kind of guys, but yeah, MJ's but ridiculous. It's Victor Wanabana's game. got all the gifts. Yeah. I don't even no, I was, just, I was just asking. I was just asking your opinion on it. Well, I, all... Like I said, I, I appreciate Bobo. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Darren. No, I'm just saying that we all know who Jason's going for in the draft this year, who's number one. Oh, he's, number one. he's pretty he's much number one without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely. I've seen Bobo play, and everyone, I, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this, uh, plays NBA 2K, but he is a big hit in the NBA 2K because he's so mm. uh, he's so tall and he's mm-hmm. got he's got a good outside game, mm-hmm. inside game. It's very it's like it's good for being like you guys got to realize too like he is tall like when you're tall. Yes, I've seen like when I play basketball overseas and all this stuff. I uh, I've seen guys that are like they're like six ten, but they're six ten and clumsy, right? And it just mm-hmm. comes with it. So for him to have that kind of athleticism, Bobo, that is hard for someone at that height to do. And even with the True. big tour guy that uh, that's supposed to be, he's coming into the NBA next year, he's got the same thing. Like when you're taller, like you just don't get that athleticism. Like you have to work for mm-hmm. that. That's not given to you. So Bobo, I think right now is proving himself. So we can't say anything about Victor until he gets into the league. But I think Bobo is going to be, I don't know. I, I really don't know why the Nuggets – trade them i thought he would be a good backup yeah. for, for Jokic. just think Jokic could exactly. just just go sit on the bench and just here you just gotta go take us over a seven plus monster have fun have fun mm-hmm. while i'm yeah. resting yeah i definitely think orlando had did a good job by forcing him into the starting lineup giving him a lot of minutes and i feel like even though i just roasted him comparatively speaking to victor winabani i mean Victor Wanabani is a generational prospect, and it's hard yeah. to compare or something like that. But Bulbul is having a really good season. He he really is. I mean, and he's shooting like forty percent from the three point line or something ridiculous like that so far. Um, he he's definitely showing that he can be a power forward in the NBA and be really really good. 
Yeah. He, it's it's just like and think about like not even offense. Like if he can just go out there and give you like five to ten minutes of like some decent defense with his size, mm-hmm. that's all you really need. Look at uh, Manute Bull. Like Manute Bull yeah. didn't start uh, playing well until towards the end of his career with his three point yeah. shots. If you anyone mm-hmm. can go on YouTube and watch him shoot threes. I played at his college when I was playing in uh, in the states, and I played at his college because I walked in there and it had like the bigs, the big thing where he went and played college before he went in the NBA. The guy was a mm-hmm. monster, dude. Like I can only imagine. Like just think about tying your shoes. Like that's a workout. You're seven seven. You gotta go down <laughs> and bend down and go and tie up your shoes. Yeah. So that's hilarious. <clears throat> so, but I, All I right. think I have a oh. I have a good transition here. So. What three teams do you guys believe in most? Portland, Washington Wizards, Indiana Pacers, Utah Jazz, Sacramento Kings, Pelicans. Choose three teams that you really believe in. Darren or Chris, whoever wants uh, to go first. I will go. I will go first. I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go Pacers. I'm going to go Pelicans. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and Trophies. Um, who would be the last one? You know what? I was about to say triple P's. Triple yeah, P's. no. Who was the other one again? Sorry, what was the? Oh, Portland. I'm going with Portland because I want to see Damian Lillard. I want to see Damian Lillard uh, do like well. Like I think he deserves a championship. Mm-hmm. I'll just start with Portland. Yeah, uh, I think Portland. I think I want Damian Lillard to win a championship. He's the one that's been stuck yeah. with the. He'll stay. With, he's loyal. I like for him to win a championship with the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana, I think Indiana's got a like a core of great players that play together mm-hmm. as a team, and I think sure. if they keep doing that as a team, um, they're going to do well in the in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. it's, they're also playing in the West. Um, I like I like the Pelicans because Indiana's in the East. Yeah, that that too, and <laughs> I I think uh, the Pelicans, the Pelicans are only going to go as far as Zion Williamson is healthy. That's it. If they, don't, if they don't got Zion in that post, and if you guys have been watching him, he is a bully in that post. Like he, I saw him go on three yeah. people and just monster them, and he just goes like this. Just mm-hmm. goes, goes, goes like this all the time. So wait, right? Yeah. Wait, right? Yeah, I think they're gonna go as far as he as as uh, he go. He's healthy. Brandon Ingram's playing uh, playing good. Um, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, I think he is he's that guy's uh, been uh, consistent all of his career. He reminds me of Kyle Lowry, but without a championship though. I hope mm-hmm. he gets one too. I'd like to see him get one. Yeah. So that's my little that's my little uh that's my top three. Okay. What about you, Chris? Hey, Drew, Drew Holiday? I thought he played for the Bucks, right? I um, think he's might have been switched up CJ McCollum and Drew Holiday. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. CJ McCollum. My yeah. brain. My bad. CJ McCollum. Drew Holiday, you did used to play for the Pelicans for like five yeah. years, so it's pretty understandable. Sorry, but I do like uh, I do like Drew Holiday. So wherever he is, I hope he's, he's on Milwaukee. <laughs> he's on Milwaukee. He got he's a got one. Yeah. Well, it just shows you, just shows you, like since I've gotten the uh, league pass here, and how much uh, we don't get basketball <laughs> here in Canada. We get the Raptors, <laughs> and that's it. So now, yep. since I've been watching it, I'll start watching a little bit more, uh, <laughs> more of them. So, mm-hmm. who do you got, Chris? I'm pushing P. I got Pacers, Portland, Pelicans. Wow. Those Pacers are the three I twice. like. Okay. Wow. That's wow. the three I like. We think I like alike. Anthony Simons. Yeah. I like, I like Anthony good. Simons. Yeah. He's coming into his own a lot. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's getting kind of scary for the rest of the league that he's 
scoring at such a high clip, and he's under mm-hmm. like one of the like one of the great scores, point guard scores under Dame. So I mean, like mm-hmm. this is a good position for him. Yeah, and I think that yeah. Well, I would like All to. Right. I know. I know Jason would like to talk about something, but I would. I would just like to. to uh, I know I saw this in the thing. What do you guys think about the Giannis and the free throws? Yeah, in the ladder? Yeah, uh, since that was maybe a, <coughs> after the, after the uh, the uh, Philly game there. Oh yeah. What do you guys think true. about that? I I think Jason that, Jason uh, you're just you're just on fire today. You I don't know what he, Jason just put gasoline on himself. He's just <laughs> cooking today. He's just going yeah. off. All right, man. That sounds good. Uh, that you know, good. I I think that Giannis was definitely in the wrong. I can understand the arguments that have been made. Um because Montrez Harrell did steal his ball and you know, go on the opposite side of the court and shoot. But I think there comes a point in time when a worker's got to do his job. You know what I mean? Like the guy with the ladder is just doing his job and pushing somebody else and like pushing their ladder across. Yeah, I saw. And uh, just doing that to Giannis was Giannis did to the worker is absolutely, I think it was really, really bad. And he really pushed that ladder. And he's just too big of a human being, too strong of a human being to be doing that to other human beings because normal human beings that aren't six foot 10, 11 ripped. So um, yeah, I I think those are really bad luck for Giannis. I was surprised because he seems like a good dude. Yeah. I think, I think he was frustrated after that game. You can see during that game uh, that they were playing. I don't know if you saw the foul that uh, Giannis got from Joel Embiid when he was trying to do that Euro step and he got nailed in the chest. Chris, you back with us? You good? Yeah, we all good. All right, Ben. That's what that that's what that's what happens when you talk saying that Jalen Brown's better than Jason Tatum. You get cut off, buddy. You got the bad juju. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we just press the red button. Boop. That's it. Right. Press the red button on me. You're done. Um, <laughs> but as I was saying, we were talking about the Giannis. And I think. If you watch that game and you see mm-hmm. that foul that Joel Embiid gave to Giannis on trying to do that Euro step, he caught him like right in the chest. And I think they were just, I think Giannis after that game was extremely uh, frustrated with the way he was shooting the free throws. Mm-hmm. And I think it just carried over to what you saw. And with the way social media is this day, they got cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just turned into like a big, uh, I think it just was unnecessary. And what Giannis did was, yeah. it wasn't cool, but. Uh, from a from a standpoint, just let him shoot his free throws. Let him get out of here. What would would you like? I've seen Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all these guys after games stay in that yeah. arena and they shoot. But I think maybe Giannis should have came out afterwards. Maybe I don't know. I think it should have been handled. I, I really I don't know. Me personally, I've never done that playing basketball where I'll go and shoot free throws because I actually get them. So. Um, <laughs> may not you see as i don't like to say this but us wh- white people we can shoot free throws we may not be good at dunking <laughs> we may not be good at dunking and all that other fancy stuff but you get us at the free throw line and we're going over 90 percent we are 90 percent <laughs> all right we are golden and we have a history of this too you check in the nba like jerry west we started with the under the under the thing the bat the what's he called like, Rick Barry shot yeah the Rick Barry shot we revolutionized the free throw shot you want to talk <laughs> about like accuracy we're it Mark Price Steve Nash oh Mark Price Steve yeah, yeah like Steve Nash who wants to say John Stockton um, ooh 
<laughs> he was a good one. Um, Bob Cousy. Yeah. Oh my God, Bob Cousy. One handed one or Havlik. Havlik. Havlicek. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the greatest scorers of all time, hands down. <laughs> uh, who else is there? Bird. Bringing up Celtics. Oh well, yeah, of course, Bird. We don't even need to bring Bird. Bird was like, if you put free throw, if you put like free throw, you should put Larry Bird like right beside him. Like, come, come on, like let's be serious here. My favorite player, Pistol Pete. Hey, yeah, there you go. There you yep. go. Yeah. So, so we're, we're we're we keep it we keep it we how, how do you how do we say it? we keep it real at the free throw line? So we're good. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? What do you think about the the whole incident? I, of course, have a very different way of looking at this, right? So, okay. for one, <coughs> I have two different perspectives, right? Because oh, I've watched a lot of the film and watched a long video, watched a short video. So, some of it doesn't really give it all, like, everything that actually happened. But just going off of what, just leaving the game alone, the game of basketball alone, because this is after basketball is played. This is after, this is in a, this is in, you're in a visitor arena. This mm-hmm. is not Milwaukee. This is Philadelphia. You know what I mean? So you're just shooting free throws. You know what I mean? So you have to respect the the, the, the personnel there. You know what I mean? They have the right away on the court right now because it's the home game. They're just trying to take it down so they can go home. You know, there's two mm-hmm. different perspectives of this. But then the other side, when you watch the whole entire clip, do you see the Montrez Harrell part? I think that was disrespectful because he was on the other end of the court. You know what I mean? Mind his own business. They were able to go on that side. You know what I mean? Knock the, I mean, Take the rims down and stuff like that. Do whatever they were going to do. Change the shot clock. Whatever they do at the end of the game, I don't know. They were mm-hmm. doing that on the other end of the court. Montrez Hero takes the basketball. The coach makes Giannis move. You know what I mean? They're very disrespectful at this point. I mean, like, I get it. All great players do this. You know what I mean? You said Mike. You mentioned Kobe. At the end of the game, they shoot free throws. You know, they're they working on their game, constantly improving. This is what we like to see. You know what I mean? Out of players. We, we always talk about the players that work. Giannis is a great worker. We see that he mm-hmm. works. But there was just some disrespect going on between – you know, I think Giannis and Montrezl Harrell and some of the coaching staff. Because if you watch the long video, I'm not sure if you've seen the long video. Montrezl Harrell, t- he's, Giannis is shooting free throws. He knocks one down. Montrezl Harrell takes the ball, tells him to go up the court. The coaching staff makes Giannis move. He goes down. He gets another ball. You know what I mean? After he, act, he acts nicely for the ball. He's like, can I have the ball back? I'm just trying to knock him down some free throws. I'm going home in a second. Can I have the ball back? Montrezl Harrell like, no, get off the court. Boom. So then Giannis goes down to the other end where they have the ladder and stuff like that. He finally gets the basketball. He starts shooting free throws. They start putting the court, the you know, trying to do the thing again, whatever the ladder. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yo, like I'm just trying to shoot the free throws. Like they're being disrespectful down there. Like I feel like you're being disrespectful to me down here. Like if you don't want me here, then just say that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. verbalize it. You know, that's how kind of how I feel. So like he's shooting the free throws, whatever. They put the ladder back. He moves it. They put the back ladder back. I feel like it wasn't intentional. Like. I'm here, you have to move out of my way type of mm. thing. I think it was more like a shove that kind of just caused the ladder to fall, and then it kind of was blown out of proportion from there. So w- it's two different sides of this, but the long video really just shows like more of what happened. Go ahead. I would just like to say that uh, if someone did that to me when I'm shooting free throws, took my ball, I'm knocking them the F out. Like I'm literally, you can have another video of me coming up to you and sticking my elbow right to your face, and you're gonna be on the ground while I'm picking up the basketball, and your little teammates can come around and try and stop me, but I'm gonna be stomping them too. But I'm gonna go back and shoot my free throws. If I'm gonna go shoot free throws, you guys can wait. Let me shoot like my free throws, finish my thing, do it after. Show mm-hmm. me some common courtesy. But if another player from the other team after the game comes up and takes the ball and says, "Hey, listen, get out of here." I just walk up, I just, boom, catch him with the elbow, take the ball while he's knocked out on the ground, trying to put his face back together, and then I'm finishing my free throws and going home. But that should be uncalled for. I don't think what <laughs> I, I think it's crazy. 
He would be he would be knocked out. He would yeah. be eating something. He wouldn't be getting away with that. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Because he's just and then he went and took yeah. the ball and went down to the other side and started shooting jump shots. The guy didn't even play much in yeah. the game. Like it was just like, why are you going and shooting jump shots? If you want to fight Giannis, he was just rocket. being he was just being disrespectful to be disrespectful at that point. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all right. All right. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to get rid of before we uh before we end this? Cause I, I'm nope. feeling I'm feeling is there anything else? Nothing? No, we were gonna transition here. So uh Oh boy. So the former NBA champions are now ten and ten, the Golden State Warriors. They're obviously not putting up the record that's indicative to the roster talent that they have. So how would you guys fix the Warriors? One of you guys can go first. Can I go first? You got COVID. All you right. go first, buddy. You need the energy. So me <laughs> right now, I would. Uh-huh. It, okay, look. So. I know these don't exist, but I think that the main reason why they're losing, and I'm going to say it is again from the mountaintops, and I'm going to die on this hill here, is that if I could just build a time machine and go back to that practice, like, Draymond, don't put him to sleep. <laughs> please don't punch him. Then they would have more games. I would be like, please, mm-hmm. you're going to mess up the chemistry. You don't know what you're doing. Do not melt him against the wall. Please don't hit his face with your <laughs> fist. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't hit the that's guy. What that, I would do. Don't hit the guy that's getting that's gonna be probably getting making more money than you and staying with the team longer. But that's okay. You don't need to put him <laughs> in the ghost club. That's what happened. Draymond Green yeah. put Jordan Poole in the ghost club, and ever since then, <laughs> the Warriors have been going downhill. Like just the team chemistry. Like you see Draymond mm-hmm. and Jordan yeah. Poole trying to talk. It's just like Draymond talking. It's like mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Like you can still see that that tension. They need to get rid of Draymond yeah. Green. I know the guy is a like a. Like he's a symbol of them winning a championship, but you just don't go and try and send like put your teammates into a grave before the season <laughs> starts because that wasn't like one of those punches where they just come up. It was like a Roman Reigns Superman punch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he hit him with. And if he didn't like, he like he like hit him. He was like he held him afterwards. Like, oh, I don't want you. I don't want. I know you're getting that extension. I don't want anything to happen to you. It was like one of that punches. Mm-hmm. And after that, the team's yeah. just gone. The the chemistry's just gone. The like if it wasn't for Steph Curry dropping fifty or or uh, or Clay Top dropping forty four, like this team would be way worse than what they're doing right now. Thank God mm-hmm. they got Steph Curry and Wiggins too. Wiggins, I believe, should be an All Star again. Like he's playing very well right now, yes. but Draymond's got to go. Yeah. I feel better. I feel like the he's... anger just got the best of him though. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like he punched him and he was like, "Damn, I'm missing." That up. wasn't a punch. <laughs> That was a WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Superman punch that knocks him out. Yeah. That was, if you watch that, it was, sleep. oh, dude, he held him. He hold him. I've never seen anyone that, that even like, you don't even see that in MMA where you get knocked out, where they hold him like a baby after. Like, he literally mm-hmm. caressed him. <laughs> he was just like, listen, I don't want you to fall because I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be done. Like, this is... I, yeah. How do you even have like a locker room talk after that? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah. great practice, guys. Way to knock out Jordan Poole and send him to the hospital. That's a right. concussion right there. You can't right. tell me that guy was not concussed. Like that guy was. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, how would you how would you fix it? Would you keep okay. him on okay. green, or would you or would you would you send him to Detroit? That's where I would send I'm... him. I'm keeping Draymond Green on the team because I need him for my defense and passing and the way they run their offense. But I'm going to change a few things, and this is the first time that I've ever disagreed with Steve Kerr. You guys know that I'm a Steve Kerr fanboy. I think he's the greatest coach in the league. 
I've loved everything he's done for a very long time, but I think he's doing a few things wrong here. And I feel like the most indicative stat of this is when they played winning basketball last year, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry was averaging 25 points per game. And this season he's averaging 31.7. Now they won the NBA championship last year. So that 25 points per game is indicative of the fact that he's having to score more. Okay, so the issue is, is that one, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green lost a step defensively. So they are not going to be the top three, top five best defense in the league that used to lead to their winning formula. Their winning formula for a long time has been we're top three defense in the league and we got Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and we're going to run these threes up on you. And we play great team basketball and everybody else is going to fit in. We're going to have a bunch of vets fit in. Okay, the formula of that is not working anymore. The record book and the win-loss record should be proving that. And one of the issue is, is Clay Thompson is more like what Ray Allen was in Boston. Ray Allen in Milwaukee could really shot create more. Ray Allen in Milwaukee had more in his game. In Boston, he's just a catch-and-shoot guy. Clay Thompson used to be able to go one-two dribble pull a really tough, crazy contested shot, and it would go in. Right now, everything that he does is off the catch. He's great off the catch. I'm not worried about the shooting slump. I'm talking about Clay Thompson, the shot creator, has gone downhill. Clay Thompson, the ability to create for himself, got went downhill. And Steve Kerr's not experimenting with Jordan Poole at the two. Jordan Poole's a nuclear weapon waiting to go off. He's huge. He's dynamite. If you need a two-guard on that team that can drop 40, you're not putting in Clay. Two years ago, three years ago, version of Clay Thompson, you would do that. But Clay Thompson's just not that hot, ridiculous, great player as he used to be offensively. So they're taking a little bit of a dip. And I think in the bench and the rotation, they're also not playing the right guys. I think with they're not playing Jonathan Kaminga more than eight minutes a game. They're not viewing him as a backup three when he's the third best defender on the team and he can get to the bucket whenever he wants to. They're, they just sent James Wiseman to the G League because he was getting fouls and he hasn't played in a while. So they needed minutes and they need developing. What I'm saying is Clay Thompson might not be a guy that should come off the bench, but I'm saying Steve Kerr's not experimenting with it. This team has the potential to be an NBA champion, but Steve Kerr's not experimenting with different lineups, not experimenting with different ways to do the rotations to figure out what the best winning team of version of them is in this season. Because last season and this season is two different teams, and the record book is showing you that. There's something wrong here. And the issue is, is that they're not experimenting enough and they're sticking to the status quo. And if you just keep on sticking to the status quo, they will not reach potential. As you're as you're talking, I just I just want to know like, are you're saying that you want Clay Thompson on the bench and put Jordan Poole as a or and, and, and yes. have Clay Thompson? Did you not see Clay Thompson just Clay Thompson. 44 points last week? The guy is coming back off like the case. Yeah, but he's he's dropping like when what's Jordan Poole done this season? He's still recovering. Yeah, Jordan pulls off the bench. <laughs> he's still recovering from his concussion. He's not fully there yet. Concussion. Oh, he's not there yet, man. Give him until he's all-star break, 
And then started saying, like, Clay, Clay Thompson just came off ACL injury, man. Like, everyone's just, like, saying, yeah. you just – how can people talk, like, about him like that? He just came, like, uh, back from an injury and won a championship last year. And people are still saying that he lost a step. He just won an NBA yes. championship last year. I don't – I don't – I don't think – I don't think we're quite there yet with Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Like, Russell Westbrook with saying- the Lakers. I'm not saying it might be the perfect answer. I'm saying you got to experiment it with it to try to figure out if this is the right answer. Because at the last five minutes of the game, it's Steph Curry. Once you double Steph Curry, there's nobody else that can shot create other than... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Andrew Wiggins, because Clay is not the same guy. Jordan Poole and Steph Curry are a great combination of shot creation because Jordan Poole can do the off-ball stuff that Clay does. Does he do it as well as Clay does? No. Clay is one of the greatest off-ball moves of all time. But Jordan Poole can do those things. When the ball is in his hands and he's running the pick and roll and he's breaking down the defenses, he, he can finish and he can do all those type of things. And, you know, age and degradation of a player happens to all players. Clay Thompson, we just have to look at what's happening on the, the court. And it's, it's – I'm, I'm seriously – I am seriously starting to, uh, to, to ponder on what the – I don't swear much. But I just want to know what the fuck is going on with the water over there. You got Chris saying that <laughs> Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. Now you're saying Clay Thompson wants to come off the bench. I'm He's sending only you got, 28 minutes a night. I, I'm give me your addresses after. I'm sending you Canadian water bottled. <laughs> Enough of this tap shit. All right? Because mm-hmm. I agree I with you with water. Clay. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a bunch. They're bottled. I'll just bring. I'll just send like a big thing. But I do believe with what you're saying with Clay Thompson. He is the age thing, but I say, like, the guy, I think he gets a free pass, man. If you watch him, what he did in the playoffs before, like, when he got injured, he pulled, he tore his ACL, came back on, and did free throws on the ACL. He wanted to play. They said, no, man. Came back from an ACL injury, won a championship with them, maybe not had the greatest numbers, but Mm. I don't think Jordan Poole's there yet. He's not healthy. He's not a full home 100%. Because they're still trying to find <laughs> whatever brains got knocked out of them from that practice. So I think Jordan Poole is he's almost there. But I think I I would I would assess to see what would happen after this season. I give Clay Thompson one more season. But I do agree yeah. with you. If they don't if they don't you know how hard it would be for them just to say, you know what, Clay, sit on the bench. 
here, Jordan Poole, you go ahead. That's I agree. He's a champion, you. though. I agree that, but some players just don't. I think you're going to see like a Carmelo Anthony type thing, being like, "This guy, hey, do you know this guy wants me to sit on the bench?" I think Clay will take it as sort of a personal thing. I don't think you'll see him there much longer. I think you'll see Clay Thompson get traded if you see him on the bench. I don't see him as a bench player for the for the Golden State Warriors. But I do just agree with it's you. Experiment. I do agree that they should experiment, though. But mm, yeah, not just yet. Like give them. I always wait till All Star break. I don't know why. Yeah. But I think I'm like like there. I don't want to see Golden State turn into the Lakers. I don't want to see them not make the playoffs. Hope they'll make the playoffs. I know Golden State will make the playoffs, but I don't want them to turn into the Lakers where they win a championship and then they just go mm. poof. That's it. Mm-hmm. Chris is sitting there just 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 licking his chops. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Going to win something this year. The Lakers are going to win something this year. But the Golden State Warriors, I, I, like I said, I just wish that I could just get build time machine, go back in time, and tell Draymond not to punch Jordan Poole because that's what messed up all the chemistry. I feel like, and I feel like another bad move. And I agree with you, Jason. I agree with Darren as well. <clears throat> another bad move would be taking Clay off the floor. I feel like that would <laughs> it. Their already non-existent chemistry would be even worse if they were to take one of their veteran players off of the floor. Yeah. One of the guys who were there from the beginning, who led them to their very first championship, along with Steph Curry and Draymond, if he takes them off the floor, and like, okay, listen, I think that Jordan pulls up next right now. That would destroy their already non-existent chemistry this year. You you need chemistry to win basketball games. You need win- chemistry to win championships. Championships are a team accolade. I think that just I think that that's not the right time. I feel like give him some time. Because, you know, like he said, I said, you know, there is it. He's coming back from ACL injury. Give him yeah. some time. Maybe after the break, a little, maybe after the break. Everybody likes to, you know, judge teams after the break. They say not, the real basketball is not played before the All-Star break. After All-Star break, mm-hmm. see if there's any changes. They if ju- Clay still does not look like the player that he should be, I'm okay with benching him at that point. But right now, I feel like you would need to keep as many veteran pieces on the floor right now to build that chemistry back up because you do not have any chemistry right now. And it's crazy how we're talking Chemistry about a team lacking. like this with an NBA that just won an NBA championship that they're in this time yeah. of trouble right now. Like I've never talked mm-hmm. about an NBA team like or seen an NBA team that would win a championship mm-hmm. and then then come into a season with drama with with uh, Jordan Poole getting the ghost knocked out of them mm-hmm. and then going into <laughs> and then going into the season and you can just see like uh, you were Jason and, and Chris were talking about the chemistry and Clay Thompson and stuff. You should, we should be talking about them possibly repeating. We're just talking about yeah. them possibly making the playoffs if yeah. they're lucky, right? So, ah, it's crazy. That's what's the yeah, good thing about Yeah, they're by far. Go ahead. Oh, that's the crazy thing about the NBA is that anything can happen, right? Like, like mm-hmm. any given night. Yeah, man. They're know. the most talented team in the West, but, you know, the defense has gone downhill. Sadly, Draymond Green's just not the same guy. Clay's not the... Same guy. They're good defenders, but they used to be like the best defenders at their position by far for a while there. Why so. not just break them all up? Why not just say, you know what? Let's just start fresh. We'll get rid of the big three. I feel like that's a waste of Steph. Sweat Steph's greatness there. You know, like I would want to play it out. That's that's why I would want to try to experiment as much as possible because Steph is still can be the best player on the championship team. Like you don't know how long. That's going to last. He's 34. It's going to happen. So age would, would age is all basketball players. Do you think Steph would stay in Golden State if Clay left and Draymond 
I don't know how he feels about Draymond with the Jordan Poole thing right now, but I know him mm-hmm. and Clay are extremely close because I know they were the ones that were getting Durant to Golden State and, and they were mm-hmm. with Draymond and stuff. So I wonder how Steph would feel playing with other players besides uh, Clay. I don't know. Would he just stay in Golden State? Too? Be in- I would like to see Steph, if he's going to go anywhere other than Golden State, I would like to see him go to the, to the Lakers. Just to help I mean, Chris I think out. The Lakers, yeah. Just, just to help <laughs> just Chris to help out. Chris out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm a Nuggets fan, but they're not looking great. So <laughs> what about Clay? What about what about Clay Thompson for Anthony Davis? Would that work? You think? If Anthony Davis wasn't playing like he is right now, if he was playing before the way the Warriors are playing right now, would you trade for him? Would you make that trade? Before Anthony Davis went to the Warriors, no, I tell him to I tell him to get a haircut. Anthony Davis. That's what I would do. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to switch Anthony Davis for Clay. I would like so, to add Clay without having to get rid of Anthony Davis. I think well, that'd be a nice little t- like trio. I think it's a haircut, man. The whole tarantula thing with AD is not working anymore. I think that's mm-hmm. like the a. Dreads, I think the dreads are nice. Yeah. You, you know I'm dreaded. I got the dreads. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, transition here. So Luka Doncic is leading the league in post-ups. What do you guys think about Luka leading the league in post-ups? And does this mean the post-up is coming back? I hope so. In the point guard position? I think that yeah, – Anywhere. I would say so. I hope the post-up comes back. I mean, back we the post a lot. I love the post. I think the post should become – I think the inside-outside, outside-inside game has been missed in the NBA. You're just seeing guys mm-hmm. coming down and just doing like a off the screen and shooting threes or the ball movement out. And the, there's a lot of four and one going on in the NBA where there's four out, one in, and then they're just passing it screen mm-hmm. and picks and shooting. It's yeah. a lot of threes, but I would like to see uh, Luca should be like Luca should be doing it in the like for point guards. Luca should be doing it. He's amazing because he is so smooth yes. in that post. Yes. Ben Simmons. As much as I am not a fan of Ben Simmons, the way he's been playing, like the way he's been playing now, he's been all right. He's playing better, but he's a monster in the post for a point guard. There's no Mm -hmm. point guards that are 6'10", and he can play defense. I would put him in the post. I would would actually put him at center. I would try and put him at center, and I would do a 4-1 with him in Brooklyn. But I do believe with what Jason's saying with the post up, I think it's slowly coming back. And I hope it does come back because I think the post is very um, underrated in the NBA. If you if you watch back in the old days, like the 90s and the 80s, it's always going down the court. You pass it to the left or right wing. Mm-hmm. They kick it in. And then you'll see like the double team come down. They kick it out. Boom, open three. That's what I would like to see more in the NBA. Just think about that. You give it to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, rather than me going, me get ball, me shoot three, me go stay in the post. He gets double team, kick it out. James Harden. You know how many you know how many threes James Harden would have a game with without even dribbling? It'd be ridiculous. Mm. So, basically, with my rant here, I want the post game to come back. <laughs> I would go for it. What you, Chris? I feel like the post coming back is good. I feel like it's just like. Luca just using that large frame that he has, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to be more smooth and everything. It's some, some people still use the post. LeBron utilizes a lot. Russ used to do it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the big guys. But the big reason why there's not as much post, I believe, is because of uh, 
The three uh, wolves. Yeah, because of Steph Curry. It's Steph Curry. If you if the guy is coming out on court, it larger from the volleyball line. <laughs> three or beats Dr- two. <laughs> so or, I mean. or Damian Lillard shooting from like the uh, the logo. <sighs> I don't know yeah, if you guys go and play any basketball now, but when I go and do basketball and stuff, I love it because mm-hmm. I just see people who just like they don't even come down and set up. They just come down, do a little dribbling, they shoot threes. I'm just sitting here like this, rebounds. It's just like Christmas. Because if you watch the NBA, too, they don't shoot a high percentage of threes. Like, if you see these guys, they'll shoot, like, in the half, it'll be, like, four for 21. And you hear the announcers being like, oh, that's a great percentage for shooting threes. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. brutal, dude. These teams should be at Mm -hmm. least over 40% minimum with all the practice they're doing. If they can't shoot over 40, they shouldn't be shooting threes, I think. Yeah. Think about it, 40% team shooting. People shoot, like low 30 like mid 30s i think like 35 percent is like kind of where it averages off at and then there's like some crazy okay. outliers where somebody shoots like 55 percent or like 42 percent or like 60 yeah. percent but it's like mm-hmm. it, those are crazy outliers but majority of the time everybody just kind of kills i mean just kind of you know kills yeah. off around like 35 percent but if you see like the yeah. field goal percentages like if you see you'll see them like in the 50 60 70 there's some people are shooting like the field goal percentages I'd like to mm-hmm. see that more in the three points because I think it would be better. I think it would be more interesting to see someone shoot a high percentage from the outside and a high percentage from the inside. You don't see mm-hmm. a lot of the, like I said, the inside, outside, outside, inside game anymore. It's just shoot three, yeah. pick and roll. So I'm glad Luca's doing this. He's going to win the MVP anyway. So, yeah. The way he's playing right now, he doesn't have a great team around him. He has like pieces. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't yeah. have that team that's going to he, – he's not going to be winning no NBA championship this year unless they make a no. trade for um, – I thought Porzingis was going to work, but he got shipped off to Washington. So they need another – they need another two or like another – like a Pippen Jordan type thing there for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think that Luka Doncic leading the league in post-ups is a great – reference to how great of a coach Jason Kidd is because teams are have been fearing Luka Doncic pick and roll for a very very long time and Jason Kidd might go against the grain and be like okay post-ups aren't as in style as they used to be but I have this guy that can tear people up in the post passing and scoring and has no flaws you double him a thank you I appreciate it. it's three points so He's giving the defense a secondary thing to worry about. He's giving them a suck. So he's giving attacking them in multiple different ways. It's it's an absolute beautiful way of elite coaching. This is what elite coaching looked like. He's probably not going to win coach of the year, but it's maximizing your talent. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Toronto's coach. Toronto's co- Toronto runs a system where they have a bunch of wings that aren't great scorers, but they have a bunch of wings out there that play great defense, they play great team basketball, and they're tough. Like Toronto's coach is never going to win coach of the year, but he maximizes the talent that's there. Like this is what it looks like. And Jason Kidd is phenomenal. And Luka Doncic, man, he's got so many moves. He's got counters to his moves, and he's he's got these fadeaways, and he's got he's got it all. And it's, it's just Luka's ridiculous. Luka is just so skilled everywhere. Luca's got his um, the European. He's the, you guys are like I said in the last uh, episode. Mm. Uh, you're seeing a lot more European uh, style of basketball coming into the NBA. Like with mm. Giannis, the Euro step. You've seen Luca, even though it's pretty. It's not like the fastest step back, 
but it's sort of like a like a bit mm-hmm. like you don't know if he's he's like he's stepping back. You don't know if he's going to step yeah. back and hit the three, or he's going to step back and go by you. It's type of that. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, man. I I I'm I hope Luca stays healthy and plays like like the way he is. Yeah. So, what do you think, there, Chris? He's having a historic year. Luca for MVP. I like Luca. Yes. I like the post ups. You know, I, like I said, like like I was trying to get, what I was gonna get to was just like the Golden State Warriors style of basketball just calls for a lot of three points, three point shots mm-hmm. to be shot. You know what I mean? They 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 shoot a lot of threes that really change yeah. and revolutionize the way the game of basketball is being played right now. Um, but you do have those bigger guards like the Ben Simmons and the Luka Doncic who like can post up. Like I said, Russ used to post up a lot. Um, there are a couple guys who post up, but it's like. The reason why I think that people need to post up more and that we need to bring that back into the to the NBA is because it's a higher percentage shot. What that is, mm-hmm. you know, for you know those who may not understand what higher percentage is, means that it's a higher percentage of making this shot. And threes are not higher percentage shots unless you're Steph Curry. So if you're not a Steph Curry or a Dame or somebody who's shooting like upper forties, you know, high maybe low fifties in three point range from three point range, then you need to post up or you need to shoot more twos. The closer the closer to the basket you are, the more likely you are to score points. Mm-hmm. Plus Those are higher percentage shots. Plus, these players have the green light. Like you can, like Damian yeah. Lillard, Steph Curry. If, if mm-hmm. some of these players for like these teams were shooting these shots, they'd be sitting on the bench. Like they, mm-hmm. they, these guys have like the unlimited green light. Like they could shoot from like an underhook half court shot, and they could miss it, and they wouldn't be sitting on the bench. It was just like yeah. they have the green light to shoot. And I think that with some of these shooters, uh, like with Luca, Steph Curry, they got more confidence that. Hey, listen, I can just take these shots. I'm not worried about missing them. They'll hit. They'll drop. And then that's mm-hmm. how they play better rather than players coming on and be like, oh, I should do this. You see, I've been watching a lot, a lot of NBA lately. You can see when these guys come on, they're really tense and they really feel mm-hmm. like they need to go out and go do this and that. Just play the game basketball, man. It'll just all come to you. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Do you guys have anything else before we transition? No. I, I, don't, all right. I don't have anything else other than, yeah. That's about it. I'm pretty Lakers much. To playoffs. Who? Lakers to the playoffs. Hey, to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> oh. Utah right. Jazz so, have a better. The Utah Jazz have a better chance of making the playoffs than. And the, I would uh, agree. The Lakers. <laughs> I never. Yeah, and who would ever say that, huh? <laughs> oh, Damn it! I'm blaming Gobert. It's Gobert's fault. <laughs> Even though he doesn't play for them anymore, that's why they're winning because Gobert's yeah. gone. I think mean, Gobert's yeah, created the COVID. That's what happened. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did fuck with Chris. <laughs> that's why, Chris, that's why we bring up Utah. He just, there's just quiet on the other side there with Chris. It's just like, dude, let's just talk another subject. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and transition here. So there was a really really great feel good story a basketball feel good story that was about last week or 2 weeks ago so basically um 2 years ago there was a top 5 prospect coming out of high school and it goes to Memphis his name's Amani Bates Amani Bates had 7.9 points per game and going into the draft season this year if you looked at mock drafts he was 44th 45th pick in the second round and this year, the first game he plays when he gets transferred to Eastern Michigan and everybody's throwing, writing him off, he drops 30 on Michigan opening night of college basketball. What a beautiful way to prove people wrong. I feel like this is a great thing about basketball is 
watching these guys get doubted and then proving everybody wrong. I feel like we all love that about basketball. So I want to see what you guys think is your greatest feel-good story of basketball or what you think is the best one you've seen. No, that's, that's a, a good question. That's a great question. That's a good question. I, I'm not prepared for this one. You said the greatest <laughs> feel good story. You know what? Yeah, I'll go. I was talking about on my Twitter the other day. Um, Paul George. I don't know if you guys remember Ooh. him coming off that gruesome, horrible injury. And I think it was in the Olympics. Olympics. He, he caught that injury. Yes. And it was gruesome. I love Paul George. I still love him as a Clipper. Um, yeah. But when he had that injury in Indiana, he was amazing even in the Olympics, and when he did that um, and came back to the Clippers and played, I thought that was, to this day, I think that's uh, probably one of the greatest bas- one of the greatest comebacks of all time. If you guys watch that injury, it looked like it, it, it just twists. Remember Anderson Silva when uh, he kicked, uh, I don't know if you guys watched UFC, but when he kicked a shin kick and his leg just went like rubber. It just went yeah. like, it, yeah. So Ugh. that's what I think of. Uh, that's a feel good story. I think for myself yeah. is that seeing Paul George coming back in the league. Like, yeah, I, I like him. That's true. I want, that's I'd like one. to see. He's one of the also players I like for him to win an NBA championship. He deserves it. Yeah, so, he's a good player. There, Chris. I gave you some time to think about something. You could have Googled it or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was, you know, I mean, like, I guess it just depends on how you may look at it. But I think hmm. that. LeBron bringing a championship to Cleveland was dang a it, story. dang oh. it, you took mine. Oh no! Our our first championship, you know what I mean? And he, you know, they ran it back the same team. You know what I mean? Twenty fifteen didn't go so well because we lost Kevin Love and Kyrie. You know what I mean? Then they come up the next year, come back down three one. Curry said himself on a podcast. He said he's never seen two guys click like that and score mm-hmm. at such a high level and really just dominate a game and take over a game like Kyrie and LeBron did in the 2016 finals. So I think that's a feel-good story. I feel like it's a feel-good story for all Clevelanders. That was yes. our first championship. We, we probably will never see a championship in football. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. Probably, I don't, we probably, I don't even watch NFL, but I know, I know in Canada your Browns suck. So I'm yeah. just going to say, yeah. Yes, like, And this is coming from Canada. I'm just saying right now, Cleveland Browns, we don't follow it much, but we don't. There's no memorabilia or anything here to sell and buy or stuff. We just don't take that kind of stuff. Sorry, the closest we'll get to another title in Ohio, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. will be the Guardians. They've been playing great ba- baseball. I don't watch much baseball, <laughs> but I know they, 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 they win some games. They end up in the playoffs mm-hmm. pretty often, so they got they get close. I think that that'll be the next time we run a, win a title in the city, unless Cleveland is somehow some way just like bullies their way through the Eastern Conference and then goes to the West. Um but I like that was a good moment for all of Cleveland. All of Cleveland, Cleveland, this is for you, and I really felt that in my heart. I I, I will say something about that series with Chris. Uh, I mm. that was probably one of the best NBA finals I've ever seen. Uh, oh, that Golden yes. State, uh, Cleveland. Down. I think, and I I will never forget the block that um, that uh, LeBron did on Iguodala on the on that on that fast break where he just punched that. Mm. Oh man, I think I, everyone thought they were down. They came back. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. They, I, I, but then the following year they got crushed. But other than that, that's when they got rent. Yeah, yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. But even for Cleveland to come back to the finals with the team they had against that Golden State team, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't. I do believe. 
And this is from Canada. Cleveland will never win another NBA championship. I can tell you that again. They got a good team right now. They got oh. a good team. Oh, they come on. I can see it. In, in baseball, years. maybe. Baseball, maybe. They'll bring something another one to Cleveland. You guys, are, you guys are like basketball the, as well. You guys are like the Raptors. <laughs> You're only gonna see that thing one, one, one or twice. Or we might even see another. I don't think we're gonna see another mm-hmm. uh, championship. I uh, love that. I, I don't even LeBron think. Too. I don't. I don't even think uh, America even like thinks that Raptors won a championship. I don't think. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you guys stole it. No. Yeah. See, there we go. We didn't steal nothing. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't our fault that that Kevin Durant had that twisted his ankle, and we all booed him while he was sitting there holding his knee or his, or his leg. It's not our fault that Clay Thompson Clay got injured that game too. Yeah, it's not. It's not our fault that he slipped mm-hmm. and fell and whatever did his thing. It's not our fault. Yeah. We're, what mm-hmm. happened with Steph Curry? Steph Curry could have came and dropped fifty a game. I didn't see anything. He like was that. hurt too. We won that. Fa- too. We won that fair and square. You Americans show us some respect. <laughs> <laughs> sure, dear. Sure, that helps you sleep at night. I don't want to. I'm tired of seeing an asterisk beside the Raptors' name <laughs> in the NBA championship. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what helps you sleep at night. <laughs> that's how all Canadians sleep at night, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault that Kevin Durant hurt himself. If if Kawhi Leonard didn't bounce that ball in the last Philadelphia shots, that last second shot ten times, mm-hmm. we would have we would have been just fine. All right. We <laughs> said, hey, I don't know if you guys remember, we sent Joel Embiid home crying. All right. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. True. Yeah, yeah. You you, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Americans out there listening to this, we sent your we sent the so-called MVP of your league sent home crying. <laughs> <laughs> we even sent. We even sent that. We even made a gift. Uh, a, a, a gift on Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. I do it every yeah. time when I wake up in the morning. I put that on. I mean, yeah. uh, every team sends it when being home crying. It's, that's nothing new. Yeah. Right. Uh, I had to think about mine. I uh, I I I came to one story that I think is a feel good story is. Isaiah Thomas, not the Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas, the Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas. In the playoffs one year, his sister died. And then Mm -hmm. in the playoffs, and then that he played that game, and I think he dropped 50 or like a 40 piece. It was something ridiculous. Like 44, 45, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like that's a really great feel-good story. I feel like everybody was like really feeling bad for him at that point in time. Mm -hmm. He He was crying on the court, yeah. Yeah, and he went out and put on a great performance. There was a point in time where that guy was a top-ten player in the NBA. Well, that was a feel-good moment. Until yeah. after the season, when he decided that he won yeah. more money, and then he left and thought he could get more money, and now he's trying to get back into the league again. So mm-hmm. um, he was, was like, I, what do you think? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember he was uh, he was asking for a certain amount or something like that, and I think it was okay. uh, I th- I think they definitely stiffed him on what he wanted. And I think he went somewhere mm-hmm. else for I th- he went to Cleveland or they traded him. Mm-hmm. They traded him for he Kai. went to Cleveland. Yeah, he went to Cleveland, and uh, yeah, but he was—I agree with Jason. He was amazing during that stretch in the playoffs. He was amazing, and for his size, yes. I don't think people yes. realize. Like you see, like the Spud Webs, uh, the Isaiah Thomas, like the Detroit Pistons of the uh, the Boston Celtics. Like the small players, man, do not get enough credit in the league playing against these monsters these days. Mm-hmm. Do you think Spud Webb playing against like a like Bobo? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. 
It's crazy. Yeah. Man. I think he finished like top three or top four in the MVP voting that it year. It was something too. crazy, yeah. Something crazy like that. But they're the number one overall seed. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really exactly remember exactly like if it was a money thing or not, but I do just remember feeling bad for him because after he pours his heart out on the mm. floor for this organization for the Boston Celtics organization, they really like move on from him. Yeah, they refuse yeah. like if he's if you have a player that's top four, top three in voting, you pay them, right? I, I mean think, like that's that's neither here nor there. I you think, you want to keep that player on the court. I think he wanted guaranteed money. I think he had like the chance to get like a guaranteed contract and they wouldn't mm. give him a guarantee. So he just remember he had the hip injury too. Yeah, yeah, he had some hip issues that yeah. didn't they didn't want to give him the money because yeah. Were, so then they shipped yeah. him off to Cleveland, and they didn't even know if mm-hmm. Cleveland was going to take him because he was his of his hip. So he played in Cleveland, yeah, went to Cleveland, and then he started a big ruckus there, calling people out and all this stuff going on mm-hmm. or whatever. He got cut, and then now he's trying to get back in. I I I hope he does get back in, but um. Before he goes back in the league, I'd like to see DeMarcus Cousins make a return. To back he's going to Taiwan. With yeah. Dwight Howard. Yeah, I would just yeah. like to say, man. Did like, you see that, you see that what, on Twitter? What is going on with Dwight Howard? Like, all of a sudden, he now is shooting threes in Taiwan. Yep. <laughs> Where did all this yeah. skill come from? Do you, do you know what happened all with that? green light. So I know people don't, I know you guys probably don't play a lot of 2K, but when that happened, like the next day, they had like one of the best cards ever of Dwight Howard playing for Orlando and you can shoot threes with him. No problem. Like I've never seen it before. Like it's crazy. And it, mm-hmm. I think he should go back into the league. I don't like, and I don't like what Shaq's been saying about him. I don't know. I think yeah, that's, no. I, I think it's just getting stupid. I think uh, the league that like whatever league Dwight Howard's playing in the, the simple fact that he's shooting threes and he's shooting them from a good percentage. I think he should get another shot back and, and play in the league. It's a professional league. Like yeah. they got mm-hmm. professionals over there. Like they're not five, six foot two. Like Shaq tried to describe it. Like the guy that was guarding him most of the time looks six, eight, six, nine. Like yeah. it's not that bad. You can't find that at your local YMCA. He shoots like, better. Gonna... He shoots better threes than Shaq. And I think Shaq's a bit jealous of it. And I, <laughs> and I think that's yeah. why Shaq was off. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq needs to chill with some of this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I think Shaq just gets defensive about it because of the Superman thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares, man? It's Shaq. Like Shaq shouldn't be just like Superman. Superman is white. I don't know if if Shaq remembers, but Superman is white. All right. So he's he might be a he might be a black Superman, but real life Superman is white. So if he's really like worried about Superman. I mean, he was the first person to call himself Superman in the league, and then Dwight Howard came and did the dunk contest or call himself Superman. But to be honest, in the comparison, Shaq is the better player. But it was just that oh, Dwight yeah. Howard just could he he could shoot he could shoot better. He could definitely just shoot better. You know, like yeah. Shaq got all the physical gifts and you know and True. like some athletic gifts, but Dwight Howard got all the athletic gifts and he could shoot. How, he could shoot way better. How, so it was just like how many rings does Dwight Howard have? Does he have almost? He's got to have one. one. He has one. <clears throat> That's it. One with the Lakers. One yeah. with the Lakers. Yep. Well, I'll give you this. Dwight Howard has a. I'll give you this. Dwight Howard has a better uh, work ethic than Shaq. If Shaq had, even oh, like oh, cheeseburgers. If, yeah, if we were talking, if Shaq had a work ethic, he would be. We'd be talking about the greatest of all time. I think yeah. if he actually was in there, cheeseburgers. You'd he be at least in the top. We would be talking about in the top five, five players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you want to talk about yeah. a dominant force, and all he did was eat cheeseburgers? Just imagine, you go in the gym every day, put up a thousand shots, 
or more a day. Mm-hmm. And then you just come on the court and this guy's like, yeah, I just had a cheeseburger for lunch and a steak dinner the other day and I'm eating whatever I want. And he just jumps, he drops, he drops 50 on your head. Yeah, but so you just like, you what am I here him. for? You can't move them though. Like as playing basketball, like when you try and guard a guy, like I played against guys that have been like 270, 280. Like when they face up and post up on you, it's like you might as well start trying to go run into a wall, man. Like you just, you, the guy, all you can do is just pray to God the guy grabs the ball, does a move, and he misses. If you don't front him mm-hmm. and can get in front of him and try and, and do something, try and front Shaq. Like that would be like he would just go like this. It'd be like trying to swat a fly. <laughs> It would just be like boom, you're like you're skipping into the bench. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> he would just be like this, you're like, really, really? Just he would just watch you, man. So the little flies we all yeah, are. Yeah, well think about it. Three hundred pound guy going against like a guy that's like two forty back in those days. That's why they had to double, mm-hmm. triple team him. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Unstoppable. Definitely time. unstoppable. Yeah. So Yeah. That was great. But did you see the thing we said about DeMarcus Cousins? I just saw it on Twitter today. Bob Myers, um, I think he's some big talking head and like he's the GM for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, the GM for the Warriors. And DeMarcus Cousins asked him like, "Why are you? Why am I not in the league right now? Why? Why the NBA teams don't want me?" He was like, "It's because they're afraid of how you act." And I'm like, "People change. Like he wasn't such a bad. It's just that. Is is that you know what it is? Exactly the only reason why teams are afraid of DeMarcus Cousins is because of the reputation that he built in Sacramento. But you would be pissed off, too, if your GM was like, hey, listen, we just need one person standing on the basket, and we're going to play four-on-one, I mean, four-on-five, and you just cherry-pick the entire game. If your GM don't know basketball and they refuse to put players around you and to see the talent that you possess, then I'd be pissed off, too, every game. God damn it. Bob, Bob Myers no is got, like... it's quite the hypocrite because he's got Draymond Green there that just knocked the crap out of, out of Jordan Poole. So what <laughs> that was about? nice. Like, what are you going to do? What that's you, a that's great what, example. That's what I would say. I would tweet back and be like, I would just put I would just put the video of Draymond Green knocking out Jordan Poole. That's all I would just retweet back. I'd be like, okay, what? so sign into a 10-day. Like, it's so stupid. You're sitting there and you're criticizing me about like how I am in the locker room. Your guy... Draymond Green almost guillotined Jordan Poole in practice, like with a punch. <laughs> oh my goodness. DeMarcus Cousins, I don't care what anyone says. I love DeMarcus Cousins playing with Sacramento. I loved he him did. when he was playing with AD in New Orleans. If those two yeah. stay together in mm-hmm. New Orleans, I want you to think about, and this was when Zion those were was just going to come into the league too. Just think if AD stayed, Zion came in as a rookie, and DeMarcus was healthy. I want you to think about that squad with all the oh my god we would be they would be contenders definitely too much. it's too much give him a chance too let them let demarcus cousins play he could definitely play in detroit he can definitely give the lakers the help like he could go in there and start yeah patrick beverly is going to need help body checking people so at least he can do something like that yeah. that's one of the craziest things i've ever seen body check but i also believe like i, I think that it was also i don't think it's too much of his attitude because i feel like he changes his, his ways he was but he was it's like the refs are like they're automatic as soon as he gets on the court they're like we kind of know what to expect so mm-hmm. every little thing they're like very like under the microscope about and they're ready to give him a tech Rasheed wallace it sounds like Rasheed Rasheed wallace, wallace the same way yeah the same mm-hmm. the exact same thing yeah because even though he's a better player and i just i don't know i I think that DeMarcus Cousins should be back in the league. I don't, I don't see why he's not. You know, I don't feel like his attitude thing. I feel like it's kind of just like, I feel like maybe it's a month more deep because he did have a lot of injuries over his career in the basketball, a mm-hmm. lot of injuries that kept him sidelined for a long time. 
That was a lot of that was what happened. That's why we never got to see the true potential of New Orleans with uh, AD and Demar's cousins because he got hurt. He mm-hmm. got hurt. You know what sure. I mean? On two K, they look great, but you never seen them in on the court together because mm-hmm. he got hurt. He was hurt and he was out for the season. So I mean, like I feel like injury prone, and I think they just got him under the microscope so much as a you know as a ref as a officiator you know of the game of the referees. I think that any little thing they're ready to throw him out of the game mm-hmm. at any moment's notice. I think that's yeah. extremely hypocritical what that guy said. So <laughs> that was a great example, Darren. It really was. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't was expecting that, but I was, you said I was like, oh yeah, that's a great point. Well, that's what I was. Draymond Green. Yeah, he's if a talker. I, if if I was just if I tweeted that and someone if he tweeted that back to me, I just put the video of him and I'd be like, I'll be in Golden State tomorrow. <laughs> that's all I said. Right. I'll, see you, I'll see you tomorrow. Call my agent. Like, come on. Oh so hopefully, hopefully next podcast with you, we will either see Demarcus Cousins or Dwight Howard <laughs> playing in the league. Hey, that's a nice hopeful. I think Dwight Howard signed, so I don't feel like he can come back anytime soon. But Demarcus Cousins should be in the league. I'm pretty sure that Dwight Howard has a, a clause in his contract saying that uh, if an NBA team contacts him, because I saw him on the Shannon Sharp interview saying that he is not getting picked up because he's not shooting jump shots. So I'm hoping that one of these teams now will pick him up and uh, and let's give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would skilled. like to see it. <clears throat> All right. Do you want me to transition? Yeah, let's go. All right. So the last thing I have down here is the NBA season is coming around. A lot of people want to talk about players that are starting to play in NBA draft and the college basketball and the G League and overseas. So I have five quick guys that you guys should want to watch for the draft. We just talked about Victor Wanabanya earlier. He's playing in France. A lot of his games are NBA League Pass. I see it pop up on my notifications all the time. Um, so you can see him. Jason's already, got his, Jason's already got his jersey <laughs> already, already ready to go mm-hmm. on for all 2019. He doesn't even yep. care what team drafts him. He's got all 29 <laughs> teams ordered and ready. Yep. Sorry, He's Jason. number one pick. All right. He's a demigod. Um, the number two guy on the must-sees playing the JG League, it's Scoot Henderson. He reminds me a lot of John Wall. He's a really good passer. He's explosive. He's developed skill-wise from last year. Last year, he was shooting like 27%, 27% from the three-point line. So far, he's shooting 50%. Now, he's only shot 6-3, so it's a really small sample size, but he's growing a lot. He's really explosive, and he's going to be must-see. And the rest of these guys are college basketball guys. You got G.G. Jackson playing for South Carolina. He is Pascal Siakam with more perimeter skill. Like he's 6'9", lanky, athletic, has a good handle, gets to the rim, put pressure at the rim, good defender. So it's it's really good basketball. The next guy on the list is Derek Whitehead. Um, it's funny enough, in high school, somebody must have mistook his height because he was listed at 6'4", he gets to Duke, and he's listed at 6'7". Um, so somebody messed it up in the yeah. in the high school rankings, but this guy's ridiculous at getting his shot up from the three point line. I mean, he's entertaining. He he he's, he heats up quickly. His body reminds me a lot of Joe Johnson. He is very built. He is bulky. He is really skilled. He can really get his shot up from all three levels. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch at Duke. And the last guy is Brandon Miller from Alabama. This guy's a professional scorer. He's another guy that could shoot it from NBA range already. 
He had already dropped 28 points against Michigan State. Really impressive guy. Reminds me of Chris Middleton, 6'8". Like, he can really get buckets. And those are five guys that you guys should be watching and uh, tune in to see how well, how much they grow throughout the season. I would just like to say that these all these five players, one's from France and the rest are from American. What about Canadians? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, we have some Canadian players here that can go in the draft, right? I don't know any of the names at all because I don't see any of them pop up anywhere. But we have leagues here, too, you know. Have you ever heard of the CBL? Yeah, that's a league. You know what the CBL league is? It's a league that plays three quarters of basketball and one all-star game quarter of basketball. That's what they do. That's what they do. And they call themselves the CBL. They're, they're a FIFA uh-huh. league here. Yeah, we bring a lot of G-leaguers here to play, okay? Uh, we okay. also have the MBL. We have the MBL Canada. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but that's a prominent <laughs> league that will bring... Yeah, see, Chris, I see you shaking your head. No, like this, that you know exactly... You know, see, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. So we have, we have great amounts of talent, all right? It may not be no Victor Balotino or whatever his name is, but we are, we are good. We are great. The best thing to come out of Canada is Drake. <laughs> I do not believe in pop stars, all right? <laughs> so I'm just saying that come on, man. We gotta we gotta I know I know this CBL, they're talking like I, I maple syrup. Yeah, the maple syrup. I, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Wayne Gretzky, Steve Nash, and Maple Syrup. <laughs> I can tell you guys. I can tell you guys right the now. Whole when Trinity. I, when I, when I'll tell you. Right. I'll, I'll tell you how Canadians are, are treated in America. When I go, when I go to America, and I go, they go, well, where where were you born? I say Castlegar. You know what they say to me? They say, is that in Toronto? No, it's not in Toronto. It's not in Toronto. That's all I hear all the time. Where are you born from? That's Cal- only would say that's only what we know. Yeah, yeah, I'm like Ottawa is maybe that's all I want. Not is it Ontario? No. And then, and then it hurts here when I when I hear like Toronto because I'm not from Toronto, I'm from British Columbia. You guys need to look up my heritage, all right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, I just looked up Canadian rookies and Brent Benedict Mathurin is from Canada. Who? Put it up 19.8 points per game. Benedict Mathurin. Benedict See, Mathurin. he may be from Canada, but we don't yeah. even talk about him here because I don't even know who he is. And I watch Canadian news <laughs> and I watch Sportsnet, TSN, everything. And I haven't even heard this guy's name. God. Benedict you got to show some respect Benedict to the Canadians here. To all my Canadian, I'll try my best next to all time. the Canadian followers out here that are listening to this, I got your back. All right. <laughs> I will say Wayne Gretzky was a phenomenal hockey player. I, yeah. That was great. That's a, I that's don't know great hockey. You know, you know why you know Wayne Gretzky? Be- the great one. You know why you know Wayne Gretzky? Because he broke every single NHL record ever. Yes. American, Canadian, Russian, German, Sweden. He's broken every record. So who wouldn't know? What- the great one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <coughs> I'm good. That's pretty hilarious. from New York. <laughs> That was way longer. I, I'm so surprised he was able to name that many leagues and the way they play basketball. That was impressive. Because I hear this crap all the time. You guys have no idea. Before we go, like, there's a. I'm just gonna say short. There's this league here they started. It's called the CBL. So what they do is they get kids here from the University of Canada or whatever they do here. I don't follow this crap much here, but they 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 get mm-hmm. these kids. They put them in a league. This league is supposed to be a European league. 
But the last time I checked, European leagues don't play three quarters of basketball and then play one quarter of the NBA All-Star game. That's what they do. You know how the NBA All-Star game does? They play three quarters and yeah. then do that fourth quarter with that stupid crap. You got to go to like 170 or 180 mm-hmm. and you win the game. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do here. It's not basketball. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what they do, but the only mm-hmm. time I watch it is when I have trouble sleeping. When I have insomnia <laughs> and I have trouble sleeping <laughs> is when I watch it. I hope we keep this on here because I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to them, and I hope they and I hope they fix their 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 product because honestly, I don't need no I don't need Nyquil. I just need the CBL to go to sleep. That's it. I'm good. I, I didn't even know that existed. See, there you go. Leave this. On, can we leave this in the podcast? Because I'm gonna send it to them. And we're going to get a lot of Canadian content on here because you're going to see people saying, oh my God, this CBL is the greatest ever. I don't even watch it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Can we start covering the CBL? No, there's nothing nothing to cover. If you want to cover the CBL, just go watch an All-Star game. Because that's all it is. It's better. Literally. So they'll go three quarters and then they'll stop. And then they'll go, you know, I don't know if you guys watch the All-Star game, but it's just like the All-Star game. The full season. So they go three quarters of basketball, one game all-star, one quarter all-star game. All right, guys, we'll play three quarters of actual basketball, but the fourth quarter we're going to 170. That's it. And then everyone wins. That's crazy. What's the point of playing basketball if you can't play four quarters? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Listen, 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 listen. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Since you brought up the CBL, let's all find one player. That we can appreciate in the CBL and talk about him next week. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you this. One player. <laughs> I said I called them up. I'll call the CBL up, and I called their teams. I said, "Listen, I'll show up to any team in Canada, and I will rip apart your player for their contract." You know what I got? I got the CEO saying that I'll get charged with harassment if I show up to any of their workouts. I will rip apart. You know what? I will rip apart a Canadian basketball player the way I'm in shape right now at 42. That's how. That like. I'm just gonna stop because I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. I'm just saying that I'm in ridiculous shape. You're gonna get you're gonna get someone here in Canada killed. <laughs> no, no, no. What player? What player? What player? What player from the CBL? I can't. Oh. Are we looking up? One player from the CBL for the next podcast. One. Yeah. I gotta look up CBL. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna call someone and see to get someone on here, maybe they can explain the goddamn concept to me because I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this thing here. They have NBA G leaguers that come here. They got NBA G leaguers that come here and they get maybe like 1500 people. I get more video. I get more people watching my video clips than they do people in stands. I'll put it to you like that. I can watch, I can go and play Fortnite clips and I get more people watching than what they do. It's crazy, dude. I don't, I don't. This is what I have to go through here in Canada. You guys get NBA. I got CBL. Okay. Yeah. When I want to watch NBA, yeah. it blacks out sometimes with some of the stuff I want to watch. They put CBL really? instead. Yes. It's like uh, oh God. not the CBL. It's like interrogation. It's like worst interrogation tactics ever. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm good. One player. One player. One player. One player. Guys, one player. I guess I'll do it. One player. I just want to know. Jason, you will show some respect to the Canadians, all right? You will find that one. You will find that one player. 
<laughs> I think the one player, player that we like. I think there's one player. Most of them take like supplements. I'm not a supplement dude, but most of these guys pump up something. I don't know if it's like uh, if it's like horse steroids or whatever they do here. Mm-hmm. They they look like they like they do something here. They're they're chemically imbalanced here in Canada. Some of them, You'll, it, it, <laughs> it's messed up, dude. You'll see them with like big Jeez. upper. You'll see them with like big upper bodies. And then like uh, then looking like uh, Chad Chad Holdrum legs, just chicken legs, dude. Hilarious. All right, we're good. I'm good. I'm good. One player. One player. Yeah. I want to find out who the LeBron is over there in the CBA. Oh, there is God. there is no LeBron. All right, there is no LeBron because we don't play a there full. Has to be one great player. No, we don't play a full game here. We play three quarters and then you go All Star game fourth quarter. Think about it. All right, guys, three quarters. So you get me going here. I'm, thank God for the lead pass. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so do we want to discuss anything else before Darren just had a mental breakdown on 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 the past <laughs> on the basketball podcast? No, I think this is a natural ending. Oh, yeah. All right, yep. So I guess we learned something new today. Today we learned that Canadian has a basketball. Canada has two basketball leagues that we had no idea about. <laughs> we're gonna next week. We're gonna find a player uh-huh. a piece, and we're gonna find out who the best player in this non-existent league is. Uh-huh. Today we also talked about how Luca is possibly, arguably, one of my the greatest players, or going to be the, the next greatest Larry player Bird. of all time. In the, the next Larry Bird, baby Bird. You know, are we? Are we trying? Are you trying to get me going here? Are you trying to get me going here before we leave this thing? <laughs> First, first, first you mock, first you mock my country. First you mock my country about not having not even one five draft NBA draft pick. Now you're saying Lucas. Now you. That's it. This is how this is gonna end. All right. I was gonna do this a long time ago. Let's just end this podcast like this. All right. I can't do it anymore. You see this? Hold on, I'm not done with the outro yet. I'm not done with the outro yet. Um, we also talked about Bull Bull, you know, and the the you know the big generational gap, the fall mm-hmm. off between him and Vic Wimbayama, who's going to come mm-hmm. in and go be the number one uh, draft pick next year. We talked about the Lakers. Hopefully, we can make it to the playoffs. I'm hoping so. I'll put all you know. We also talked about Gobstopper for some reason. I don't know why. Who cares about Gobstopper? Nope, nobody. Um, <laughs> nobody cares about Gobstopper. I don't even know what That's the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gobbert. Um, what else did we talk about today? Oh, we also talked about, you know, uh, Draymond Green sending Jordan Poole to the Shadow Realm. You know what I mean? There's a reason why they're losing games now because they have zero chemistry. Uh, what else oh, we were also talking about how the Boston Celtics are the best team in the in the NBA right now. Like, come on. even Jason... I don't think we said that. And, <laughs> and how the greatest Boston Celtic of all time looks so much like the current Dallas Maverick, Luka Doncic. Woo! All right. Luka Bye. <laughs> Yeah. We better cut this right now. <laughs> I mean, at this point, Thomas, I think Luka Doncic is better than Larry Bird. I, I, oh my god! I don't know. I don't. Gonna, Chris is gonna have to do a lot of editing here because you're gonna start seeing some f bombs. This is this is last. Larry Bird. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me turned into oh a bobblehead right now. I'm going like this. <laughs> I mean, the shooting contest, three point contest. I take Luca. You know what? I'm not. I don't, I don't want to say this to you, Jason. But I, w- I wish. I, w- I wish you took one of those bullets when when we were on the podcast. All right. I'm not gonna lie to you. All right. I'm just gonna say it now. I don't wish any ill will against anybody, but right now you're on the borderline. Button. 
<laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish those eight. I wish, I, I wish those eight fireworks that went off supposedly just gra- just grazed you, just grazed you. Uh huh. No, I, I just honestly like. Grazed. What's the difference? What's the difference between Larry Bird and Luke Walton? <laughs> Luke Walden. The difference. No. The, All right, we're done. The, no, hold on. The difference is because one of them has won three MVPs in a row, and the other one couldn't even make it in the league as a coach or a player. All right. I mean, he's got rigs. He played with Shaq and Kobe. Luke Walton's got rigs. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know how. You know what? This might be my last basketball addicts podcast because you mock my country. I can deal with that. Now you're mocking Larry Bird. You know what? I don't even. I. I'm, I'm just, I, I think. I think we should just leave this on a good note. I'm trying here because I'm trying to. I, you know what? I have a. I have a really bad temper. You guys see these? These are meditation beads. If I did not have these on right now, this would be a full blown fuck fest right now. All right. <laughs> You would be hearing f bombs oh, everywhere. Oh my goodness! Oh, All right, I'm trying here. It's, 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 it's... <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Oh, Chris, you want to put gasoline on the fire too? Calling a baby bird. Baby bird? <laughs> before you call him baby bird, he's got to win an MVP. Before you can't even call him baby bird until he wins an MVP award. Oh my God. He's gonna win one this year. That water, that water you guys are drinking over there. You think Tatum's gonna win MVP? That water you guys is drinking. Is Tatum over... gonna win the MVP over Luca? Tatum, let me know. Oh, uh, oh, uh, I think Luca. Is Tatum gonna win the MVP over Luca? Oh yeah, most definitely. Right now, the way he's no. playing. <laughs> no. Larry, Larry Bird's MVPs were fluff. Fluff MVPs. What the hell is fluff? You know what fluff is? That was fluff those were Magic Johnson's MVPs. All three of them. Oh. He's doing yep. it on purpose. <laughs> He's doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose. What are you doing? You're, 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 oh, boy. We are no longer. I mean, I'd rather have Kevin McHale than Larry Bird. I mean, who's better in the post? It's oh, no. a better well, player. Obviously, McHale's better in the post. He's lankier. He's uh-huh. like, a, he's like a thing of plastic, buddy. That's what the guy is. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe you'd say this. Like, this is not a very nice way to end the segment. <laughs> You're gonna have Canadians and Boston people just pissed, all right? <laughs> just fuming listening to this. You know what I'm gonna put on Twitter when we're done this? When this is done, I'm gonna put like hashtag Boston, hashtag Boston Celtics, hashtag Boston. I'm just gonna keep on putting every day. I'm gonna send this to the CBL. Oh You're gonna, you know what, buddy? You think I'm bad? You wait till you see the CBL come down on you. They're gonna be pissed that you're mocking them because they can't play a full game of basketball. All right? And I gotta sit and watch them because I have trouble sleeping. All right? Listen, CBL, NBL, NBA, European League. We got Giannis. We got Luca. Listen, about listen, Dennis Canadian basketball. T- Andy Davis been playing better. Canadian basketball players, we are so good here. We haven't won a gold medal in the Olympics since 1946. That's how good we are, okay? We try every year, every four years, and we fail. We bring NBA players in, WNBA players. We try to mix them, transgender. We try to do everything. And we still can't get an Olympic medal, (laughs) all right? So I don't know what more we have to do here, but... 
it just you guys have no idea what I have to go through here. If I didn't have the league pass, I have sports. <laughs> I have Sportsnet and TSN, and they play the Raptors games. And that's you get it. to watch the LeBronto. No, the Lakers games they rarely <laughs> you get they, to watch LeBronto play. You know what? We don't even we. They say the Lakers are so bad they don't even show them in Canada, dude. Like they said, no, Lebronto. I think you should get to watch the Lebronto Raptors. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna be playing here. <laughs> you can at least you can watch the Lebronto Raptors. I mean, LeBron owns them. So, I mean, he does own them. The I, I agree with you. When he played with Cleveland, he owned them. He definitely owned them. True. He didn't even do like that. I like I said before, that backboard shot where he just did the backboard off the buzzer beater and just went to the locker room, yeah. and went back home to Cleveland. That mm-hmm. would be uh, But uh, I would like to leave this on a positive note. And say, hey, listen. <laughs> Canada, Drake, yeah. maple syrup, CBL, NBL, you know Alexander. You know what? Can I, can I do the outro this time, please, since you guys have mocked my country and you guys are disrespecting probably the most two prominent leagues here that everyone should be watching, which is the CBL and the NBL. It's not NBL. It's NBL Canada. Okay. So 